Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betspurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, week four is in the books. Uh, it, uh, it was a good week. <clears throat> Uh, largely because of the uh, Ravens. <laughs> yeah, I was I telling I Dan, I, said I, I, went, I went and hunted down when, when we got some good news on like, oh and obviously God. the teams and the coaches and the media and the PR are going to lie to you about all these quarterback things. There was a lot of lying going on this week about that, but there was some very pretty predictive stuff about Watson not playing. So, uh, yeah, my, my best bet as far as odds and cashing was Ravens just straight up money line uh, parlayed with the game under. Oh, did that make it? Yeah. It was a little dicey there. I mean, there was a couple drives. It's like, shit, are they going to get to like 35 points here? And I'm going to have to sweat that. I think it was 39 was the number I had for that uh, total. I didn't want to buy it up or anything and hurt my odds, so. But uh, yeah, getting getting a dog price on Baltimore combined with the under was a very beautiful bet. Sure, Other sure. than that, I had some I had some Minnesota overs that obviously didn't get there because they. Ooh, we'll get to that game. Yeah, they they did the thing that they do again. I had the Chargers under in the game. That was dicey. <laughs> Got home. Wow. Uh, one bet I put in. I didn't put this until this morning, but the numbers kept coming down. Uh, I bet the Broncos minus three. <laughs> um, yeah, teaser teasers for the most part why not was, andy <laughs> it was it was a decent way teasers got there um connor's prop that he gave me got there it was like uh christian kirk overs because yeah of, the christian kirk oh because he was, they were they were gonna put uh terrell on you know on put terrell ridley, on, yeah on ridley, agent zero ridley, there and yeah. and kirk eats so and kirk that was, was the leading receiver brilliant John brilliant connor. look brilliant look brilliant look Let's start there. Let's start with London. Um, well, do you have game. any comments on Thursday Night Football? Detroit, a comfortable win over Green Bay. Are you yeah, are you are you kind of out on Green Bay North? It's so hard. It's so hard to tell like what what'll happen if we get fully healthy. But also, I don't think we're seeing Bakhtiari the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, if they take the bottle wrap off Watson and Jones, this offense can probably get better. But if you couldn't do it against the Detroit defense. That's sort of rough, right? Yeah, and I mean, Jordan Love weirdly look only looks good in really negative game state, which is really strange. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to be a little out because, honestly, the defense hasn't been all that bad. But, again, uh-huh. they had two massive pieces missing. Uh, you had a linebacker yeah. and one of your and your best corner missing. That's not yeah. helpful. So yeah. it doesn't feel like they're getting – getting healthier no um joe, uh, klecko. joe klecko looks like clint howard for some reason speaking of like, speaking of out uh out on uh desmond Ritter. yeah so the the main takeaway and i joked about this with dan i said i tuned in this morning thinking we'd get a brand new game instead we got a rerun of last week's game for the falcons where yep, oh the yep, team got a yep. little bit of pressure and proved that you know ritter can't do it uh, they're a one-dimensional team without Really, you know, unless you get the ball in Bijan's hand and he does something amazing, there's a true lack of explosive plays. And if you become a one-dimensional team with a quarterback who can't handle pressure, then you're just not going to score points. And again, they scored seven points. Jacksonville wasn't very good today on offense. No, they were bad. They had a couple of decent. They, basically, they had the exact same performance as the Falcons minus yep. three turnovers. That's yep. those that's kind of what swung the game. Both teams did not play very well. That under that under did nothing but take money. And yeah, that was the right people, look. Those people were rewarded. Yeah. Uh the fact that the Jags team total didn't get there felt wrong. <laughs> like geez, yeah, no, and I they, don't they really just, know. Lawrence was better. I like the fact that he ran. We got like 40 yards on the ground. Yeah, he's um, he's an athlete, man. He's a sneaky good runner. They need to use that a little more. I'm not sure if they're scared of getting him hurt, but more designed runs from him would be great. Boy, the Jets yep. All right, let's move to the the, uh, the 1 p.m. slate, and let's start in Buffalo, <clears throat> where the Buffalo Bills win 48 to 20 over your uh, your power ranking darling 
Miami Dolphins. Uh, huge, huge win for Buffalo. Massive. Um, not only because not only of the divisional implications, but the fact that your quarterback looked how he looked. Yeah. For like a third straight week yeah. after the question marks that, you know, the fact that your, your defense held that offense to 20. Uh, I'll be at lost Trey White. That's pretty massive. Yeah. That's the year. I mean, that's he's done. Um, still uh, hugely consequential for the, um, you know, the overall makeup of the AFC. Um, yeah. Weird. Uh, we, I, I, I mean, bunch of three and one teams look, at the top now. Buffalo. I don't even know how long we've known this, but when I say this out loud, you're going to probably, you're going to be like, oh yeah. And if you disagree, say so. Um, you know who, you know what Buffalo is, Andy? They're amazing front runners. And you know what yeah. they did? They front run. <laughs> like, they, they even tried to kind of put the brakes on, which is yeah. unusual uh, towards the end. And they still ended up with what, 48 points. Obviously, there were some turnovers, and Miami got put in a, you know, a game state where they got a little squirrely at the end. But yeah, and and Demar Hamlin did play a bunch of special teams today, and you saw his price for comeback player of the year before he even saw the field today. It went from minus one ten to about three hundred, two seventy five, three hundred. Correctly, just correct the the correct move for that. But yeah, the fact that Josh Allen had the hiccup in New York through the just ridiculous Yolo balls got it together. They looked really good on the road in the Raiders. They looked good last week and they looked good on offense this week. And then eventually we're able to force Miami into some punts. The last four drives of the first half were three punts and a turnover, which was something after, you know, what we've seen the 15 drives prior to that. Yeah, against Everyone Denver else, and then, everyone oh, else was shred. Yeah. They were shredding everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, let me ask you a question on the Bills side of things. Um, I guess really not even the Bills, but the Dolphins' defense side of things. Are the Dolphins' defense, is it so bad that they're just going to get shredded by the good offenses? Maybe. I mean, they still were missing. You're missing an edge piece. You're missing Ramsey. Like, I mean, their best player is Andrew, Ram- Andrew Van Ginkle is their best player. Yeah, Ramsey's not getting back to like December. So yeah, when you play good offenses that have a good game plan, if you're not getting pressure and you're missing your CB one, you're not going to do well. Like you're going to have to outscore them. Um, you know, unless you can. And again, they're going to be like Buffalo. They're going to be good front runners. If they can build a lead against a team that's maybe a little lesser on the offensive side and they can get up by multiple scores, they're going to be great front running. Uh, I don't think I'm not, I think they have their it's a chan, a chan is how it's said now everyone's making that correction but it's a chan like a chan the uh, chan yeah. the website yeah a chan so man, he looks good they they have some you know they have pieces everywhere except defense right now okay well they've played three of their f- first four on the road their next two games are home at home versus the Giants, home versus the Panthers. Then they got at the Eagles, home versus the Patriots. So they're probably looking at six and two or seven and one would be my guess. So far, 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 far from burying the, um, the Dolphins in any way, shape or form. But I do worry about how that defense looks against the elite offenses in the NFL. Um, no worries at all about the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, like that that team, they're build they're building something cool. Uh, absence of uh, oh look at that, Jets got a touchdown that helps her over. Yeah. Glad we played the over, not the Chiefs. Who wanted to yeah. play the Chiefs? What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> we were we were there was trepidation. Um, it is yeah, it is a tie game and the two pointer. They got the two point conversion. Yeah, we we only oh, need thirteen points from this point out, guys. Oh, look at um, us, guys. I, I I thought we said a ch- a chain a chain, and now it's a chan. I don't. Eight, we'll sort eight, that out. It's like it's eight, eight chan, eight eight chan, like you know four chan the website, and you well, know how that four chan spun too. off to eight chan. It's eight chan, yeah. Um, all right. Thanks, Ian. I really just though, like 
Bills ought to open up as favorites to win the Super Bowl, probably. Especially if the KNC pisses us down their leg. Would you disagree? Good teams with that? are having trouble with Jets. This or do you fun. think? Uh, do you think? You think? Uh, realistically, who's who's your who's your Super Bowl favorite opener tomorrow morning? Uh, nine, depends. Nine, on this Niners or Bills? Niners or Bills? Oh man, still probably the Niners. Not by much, though. <laughs> okay. All right. The Niners uh, are very good. Let's keep cooking. Uh, Minnesota Carolina ended with, am I reading this correctly? Thirty-four points. Um, there was uh, there was some. Serious... And two of them were defensive touchdowns. That, that's the fucking insane part of this. Um, you know, you know when you made a bad bet, Andy, is when it doesn't win and you had two defensive touchdowns and it still doesn't yeah. get there. That's I had a, bad, a forty-four a and a half on this early, early in the week. I'd, I'd played an over on this. But obviously didn't get there. It was well, a very frust- fr- frustrating game. Um, so Carolina versus a bad defense like Minnesota was able to move the ball, but they do not move the ball quickly. There's a lot of four yard runs. There was a lot of conversions. There was a lot of you know third and third and three four yard run, first down run, second down three yard you know shovel pass and. It was a pretty slow offense. Just I have to go back and look at the stats, but I did watch a bunch of this game. Just kind of a you know eye test look from this one. It felt like it felt like when Carolina had the ball, the clock was just flying. Uh, time of possession for them: thirty-eight minutes to Minnesota's twenty-one. Obviously, Minnesota had a, a turnover at the goal line, which scored on the other end it was good for the over but uh, another one they threw from like the 21 or 22 it wasn't technically a red zone turnover but I think they have eight turnovers inside the 25 now this year which is uh, crazy honestly at this point they still won the game Uh, Cousins wasn't great Jefferson was Madison was okay Uh, they got some run with uh, the, the new running back Akers but I mean, it was it was kind of an ugly game. Minnesota was uh, obviously better. Bryce Young, still not it, but they, they kind of found some stuff that worked for him. Shorter stuff, easier stuff, um, especially against a bad defense like this. And yeah, it was it was it was kind of a struggle for Minnesota watching this. Yeah, and I pointed out both teams just horrid, horrid on third down. Minnesota one of eight, one of two on fourth. Keeping drives going against a bad defense is kind of a bad sign for Minnesota. Bad. Because bad. this is this has been a bad defense, but the offense is good enough, and they've just got the turnovers. If you can't even get to the point where you're getting down to the red zone to turn it over anymore, this, uh, this team has taken a turn for the worse. You should beat a team like Carolina missing f- basically three and a half. Luvu did play. Uh, 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 missing, yeah, but – Missing, missing three starting defensive players. Having a rookie coming back in, uh, I think they covered every number though, which is yeah, good. not good. Not good confirmation for people that bet it. It was unless you know a fate of Carolina makes sense. Yeah, the uh, they covered they covered every number thanks to a defensive touchdown. Yeah, a fluky one too. By the way, that was a super fluky. There was two touchdowns. The the the, the Bills one as well was the the way it bounced was just like right to it dude there's something very aesthetically pleasing about a fumble that doesn't get like kicked and swatted and flies all over and like nine guys fall on it it just pops just up in the air right and somebody it. snatches it and runs do you remember the one um last it was a dolphins offensive fumble that went right to tyreek somehow yeah. Just like the ultimate worst luck as a defense. Oh, they fumbled. Oh, no, the fastest person on earth has it now, though, and all the defenses on this side of the field. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, now, my, my, major, my major takeaways for this game were the Panthers' offense is the worst offense in football. Period. Probably. Uh, they, had, they had the ball for 68 offensive plays today, Andy almost 40 minutes in terms of time of possession. Uh, the Panthers offense scored six. Yeah. Six sports. Uh, that's fucking horrible. That's horrible. 
this offense is so broken. Uh, it does not look to me like um, uh, Frank Reich knows what the fuck he's doing, uh, which is a problem long-term in Carolina beyond just the fact that you traded a bunch of capital away for the world's smallest quarterback. Um, it's a, it's a really bad O line. Uh, it's a really weak skill position group and, uh, they are kind of like, they're, they're an act, they're a punt and a turnover waiting to happen in a lot of regards. I can't imagine like getting another Carolina feeling, game. Feeling is one of their most dangerous weapons. That kind of is. Oh, one of their most? Who's more? <laughs> he's, the, right. he's the most dangerous weapon on the Panthers, I period. I, I honestly, I thought period. Sanders might have a better game against Minnesota. It's wild how bad this offense looked. But, yeah, they did not score mm. after half. The offense only scored the two field goals. So, so, so bad. Um, All right. Let's move rough. to another bad, bad, bad game. Denver, Chicago. How, how 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 did how did the Bears blow this exactly? I don't know because they were moving the ball, and this is not one I watched a ton of. This is one I'm definitely going to have to rewatch the the quick little half hour recap one tomorrow because it's interesting. Where there was a while where I was getting you know the red zone shit was like yeah. oh my god Justin Fields threw another nice ball and all the all the passes I saw from him looked very crisp. He wasn't getting pressured. He was finding guys in space. Obviously, we saw this Denver defense not play very well last week, um, to put it lightly. But Fields was 28 at 35, four touchdowns, 335 yards. Like that's those aren't those aren't Justin Fields' numbers. It's amazing. And I guess it probably speaks equally to the Denver defense, but I mean, this was a home game against a bad defense. This is, that was my joke from last week, or I said, Hey, the Denver defense or Denver, uh, you have to get right against a bad offense this week. And then Chicago, you have to get right against or get right against a bad defense this week. They both did move the ball at will during certain times of the game. Denver was a little iffy at the beginning, but good adjustments at half, I guess, because they scored 24 in the second half there and were able to, to hold the bra, the, the mighty bears down. Seven of those balls. were on a uh, on a pretty fluky turnover. Yeah, but yeah. I mean the defense was playing well enough. It's at, at points to you still have to force turnovers and you, you still have to go out there and put them in bad situations. Like the defense was decent, it still wasn't good, but it was a lot no. better than what we saw in that that second quarter was just a masterclass by the bears no. i don't think you can crazy. come out of this game feeling good about either of these teams no you, nobody nobody should feel good about this game <laughs> let's talk about baltimore cleveland uh the aforementioned uh baltimore ravens uh closed as one and a half point favorites against dorian thompson robinson making his first career start andy Riddle yeah, the preseason pre darling, the problem with preseason darlings when they're the fourth quarterback on the roster behind Josh Dobbs and others, they're usually not playing against yeah. uh, the Ravens. He started behind Dobbs, Mond. He was number four. He You're was right. behind Mond. Um, he played well enough in the first game. They got rid of Mond. Mond was horrid. but And then eventually they mm -hmm. said, well, we have a good enough backup. We can trade uh, Dobbs. So uh, if you are an Arizona fan, you can thank Dorian Thompson Robinson for that, I guess. But he was, you know, he was not good. Uh, 36, 36 passes, only completed 19 for 121. Sacked four times, three picks. I don't know how much I want to count the last one. And that was a, it was a garbage time throw into the end zone on the last play of the game. But still a lot of turnover worthy balls. They didn't get much from any of the running backs. They kind of did running back committee with strong uh, forward, Hunt and Robinson DTR running a bunch himself, but you know, that it didn't seem like the Ravens had to do a whole lot here, even being a road, a divisional game yeah. against a very good defense. Like they were just put in such plus positions with short fields from turnovers and punts. It was, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I got a hat tip. One of the Browns reporters who was way ahead of it. Okay. Uh, full transparency. Most of the time when there is a quarterback injury that is going to keep a quarterback out of a game. And then that is the distinguishing like 
that is the only factor that matters in the handicap of that game. Um, you, you know, if you know the right person, uh, they're giving you that info beforehand. That was not the case whatsoever with the Deshaun Watson thing. We, th- this was literally like public information via um, Zach Johnson, Akron Jackson. Sorry, Zach Jackson. Akron, Akron, Akron Jackson. Zach Jackson, Akron Jackson. We saw, we saw this was, uh, September, he was the first person to tweet this. September 29, 2023, 8.47 a.m. We saw Watson throw one pass. Then he walked over to the trainer at the start of practice. Have to guess DTR is getting prepped to play. We will hear from Stefanski in an hour. I saw that tweet and I was like, oh shit. Like, it's fucking on. Like, well, like the wildest thing Drew was Friday. This was Friday. No, yeah, but I'm saying they they showed practice videos where DTR took all the snaps. Yeah. Right? I mean, and and still yeah. the market didn't want to budge until we got actual confirmation. Yeah. Mary Kay Cabot came through with the uh, Watson's still gonna try. Oh, I no. know they they just kept pushing that. It's like, well, why would why wouldn't he why wouldn't he you know take any reps really on a Friday then. So I was fine moving on that. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it, it was yeah. a bit of a gift. Um, and Baltimore didn't have to do a ton, but they still looked good, especially with some of the red zone possessions were awful nice the way they uh, got Lamar moving. Yeah. I don't have a lot on this one though. That was, that was the only thing that mattered to me today, one way or the other. Um, if the Browns found a way to win in the absence of Watson, I was going to be pretty fucking upset tonight. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> the Ravens getting the win. I'm I'm a little little tipsy because I was I was pretty excited. Um, still, like I I still can't really wrap my head around the way the market reacted to this in any way because this was all public info. This was not insider anything. Um, oh, they just they just kind of trust the the lies. Well, and, and to be and fair, you know we, saw, we like, saw it with Derek Carr. You know what? Here's here's one thing that I will one commentary on the game. You ready for this? Um, I was comfortable firing hard Ravens, in part because I thought, as good as the Browns' defense is, this might be the top of the market on them. And as good as the Browns' defense is, Lamar Jackson knows how to neutralize these guys and he knows how to neutralize a really aggressive d-line right and it yeah. felt like that actually manifests to a degree do you agree no and like i said he's dangerous to have in the red zone when you're defending 500 things you have a dangerous tight end tight ends are always a pain in the ass down in the red zone because there's a lot of misdirection if they're just leaking out you have a you know a couple of good receiving backs you have to take care of all that. And then on top of it, he just runs those in. He ran two shorter touchdowns in today. It's a it's a really big pain to defend when you've, you know, just watched them come all the way down the field, or maybe not, because there were some short fields off the the turnovers and just, you know, kind of piss poor offensive series we saw put together by Cleveland. All right. Where does that leave us? Houston? Yeah, what the hell happened? <laughs> I think the major takeaway is Houston is well coached and they're playing hard. And um, the fact that they had no offensive lineman didn't matter. Um, they've schemed ways around that. And yeah. uh, it whatever whatever magical wizardry that uh, Shanahan has for, had for the Niners where in the absence of Trent Williams, he still didn't, it didn't matter. Uh, there were still no issues with pressure. Bobby Slowick has brought that to Houston. Um, Pittsburgh was getting pressure often. It didn't matter. Uh, and then on the flip side, Pittsburgh's offense was useless. Uh, Kenny Pickett goes out with injury. I'm expecting he's going to be gone for an extended stretch of time. That, here. that looked bad. That looked yeah. like a, a extended miss. Um, Trubisky, not a terrible backup. I mean, he's a guy who started in the league a bunch. He can do a lot worse, but it's not like this offense is going to get better. And we've seen this. No. I mean, even in in the win against Cleveland, the offense didn't do a whole lot. That was two defensive touchdowns in the you know in the game versus Las Vegas. It's not like the offense looks very good for big chunks of time. This has been a really really tough hang on the offensive side of the ball, and the so defense bad. has kept them in games. And if somebody can out scheme the defense you put out there which they did with a rookie quarterback, then you're going to have games like this where you look really, really bad. 
uh, yeah, had tips, CJ Stroud, you know, the, it was one of those things where, you know, where we end up on week three, we're talking like about week three and we have these two and O teams, but they haven't played anybody. Yeah. And I always have the thing that's like, just because they haven't played anybody doesn't mean they're not good. They could be good. We just don't have a good indicator yet. Like good teams beat bad teams, but mediocre teams beat bad teams too. So I was on the fence with Stroud. In fact, I was a little bit out. I'm saying we're seeing a ton of garbage time yards. He's accurate. He's not throwing the interceptions, but he hasn't done it in like, you know, neutral or positive game state yet. And then he goes out and makes me look like an asshole the last two weeks because he's been, he's been great. Like, uh, yeah, Sloic. Sloic obviously calls a good offense. Ryan's is turning turning out to price. It's such a small sample to say this, you know, hard, like, hey, he's a really, really good coach. But so far, I mean, looks like an absolute leader of men. Well, this team's playing yeah. really tough. For, they've had a cluster injury on the offensive line and the defensive secondary, and we've seen two straight it. wins. Yeah. I, I also say that Nico Collins is a fucking G. That guy can play. Yeah. Like he's a he's a bona fide wide receiver one. Like, yeah, you're you're in good shape if you're if you're a Houston fan. I was trying to think who yeah, not a lot of other guys got a lot of, uh Robert Woods got six targets. I don't know if that's the answer. I mean he's a he's a veteran. We no, I want to see more tank. tank. More tank I, I, want, I want I want more tank. I want more Mechie. Yeah. I want I want uh honestly, I want more Dalton Schultz. I want more yeah. Give me more tank. Give me more Dalton Schultz. Give me more Damian Pierce. Which is actually the funny part about the commentary in the Texans, Andy, is that they have a really, really good second unit in a lot of regards. And like they haven't even figured out who their best players are yet. That's fair. And so this team could be quite good by the time we get to the end of the season. I'm prepared for it at least. Um, yeah. LA Rams, Colts. And I, I, I made a joke day. about this. I made a joke about this. We've already talked about this team too. Um, the losing to Minnesota was not the most depressing part about being a Carolina fan today. Like seeing Stroud be really good now, seeing Richardson oh, yeah. be, oh. you know, Rich, even Richardson being good. And your, your guy is really struggling so far. It's yeah. early. It's so your early. guy, whichever guy you picked, you probably were going to be miserable though, because apparently your offensive line is the worst in football, and your skill position group is the worst in football. Yeah, and Frank and Frank Reich has no vision, so you're in deep trouble. Um, yeah, Rams. <laughs> I did not watch a ton of this outside of you know red zone highlights and stuff. I went back and checked. I watched it. All. At, uh, this is a this was one too where um, we saw kind of a almost like the bears game where you just, a, a team was really pouring it on. And then we saw some adjustments. We saw some big plays and they still didn't end up getting the win, but the Colts were frisky there. They're kind of an annoying team to play. And obviously the Rams offense is certainly something at this point. The Rams offense is like legitimately good. Um, so the Rams came into this game wildly fatigued. Like, as fatigued as any team is going to be all season. And the Colts weirdly spotted them a 20-point lead uh, and then started coming back. Um, I think if you had played an over in this game and it was, like, what, 23 nothing at one point, you were probably pulling your absolute hair out. Like, how in the fuck have there not been more points? Like, what is happening here? There was a lot of points the Colts left on the field early in this game. Uh, and in general, the Colts are not, a uh, like, a clean offensive operation at all like their skill position group is awful uh michael Pittman aside like i don't know who's a long-term can you name their leading receiver was it the fat it was the fat uh 85 not moelle cox but one of the other turds uh (laughs) offensive linemen ogletree ogletree yeah ogletree uh um so again, I watched every every snap of this game. <clears throat> it was a tough, it was a tough pass. But again, fat Kyle Granson, who weirdly with the game on the line, minute the play, trying to drive and score the game winning field goal, they they went to him and Richardson threw just a beautiful pass. He got him right 
you know, only where he could catch it. He had to adjust to get there and he dropped it. It would have converted a third and 10. It would have moved the chains and set the Colts up for the game winning field goal. Uh, he dropped it. That was kind of consistent with the way I felt about the, um, uh, oh man, the Jets score again. Uh, that was kind of how I felt about the uh, um, the Colts offense all day long. Uh, Richardson is super exciting to watch, and f- like it's just a fun, fun player. Uh, he's dynamic as hell in the red zone. Uh, he was unstoppable. They had unstoppable play calls on the fourth down on the, uh, the two point conversions they needed, um, and I was sad they didn't get the ball first in overtime. Um, <laughs> yeah, Coop, yeah, Puka Cup. Uh, is also amazing. Um, he is kind of the perfect hand and glove receiver for Matthew Stafford offense, and the Rams are are excellent. Their offense is excellent. Their defense can you know has has weaknesses, surely. Um, but the fact that the Rams won this game, considering the fatigue disadvantage they were in, I think is noteworthy. Um, Somebody had a question about Jonathan Taylor. I still don't have clarity. Um, I guess he's in the facility every day. Like he's doing rehab at the Colts facility, but the way they have him, you know, on the PUP, there's still like this weird practice window thing. Like they have four weeks to either put him on the active roster or trade him. They're still listening to trade offers. They're still trying to trade him. But at the end of the at like week eight, they kind of have to shit or get off the pot and put him on the active roster. I'm not sure if there's still some infighting and he doesn't actually want to be on this team. Clues, but um, he's they've opened the practice window for him to practice. Like he could practice this week and play on the team if they choose to put him on the active roster. He could be on the field on you know this upcoming week. I just don't know what exactly the thought process is in the center center of they sh- the. They should listen. They should listen to. Uh, trade offers because they don't fucking need them. Zach Moss Puka, is good. Puka, Puka Cup is doing everything. He's doing it all. There's really no reason to upset the cart at this point. I, do, I really don't think that the that you're upgrading the Rams offense with Cup back. Like, Oh, no. I'm, ta- I'm talking Jonathan Taylor. Oh, ta- I'm sorry. Taylor. If they trade yeah, Taylor, so then, then they're... Yeah, then they're... yeah. The, the Colts need... The Colts need a... Uh, Colts need a healthy like a. And I, I think you're silly. I would body. bring Cup back. You bring Cup back, another weapon's fine. I guess it's redundancy though. Like Puka, like Puka, Puka should not see his target share drop. Period. Like he is playing so fucking well right now. That guy is so, absolutely killing it. Yeah, I think um, I think Cup can come back. I'm just not sure where he's at. I think he's close. We'll see. Um, I didn't game? know you were talking about Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I know. They I need, was so lost when we went. To they him. need Jonathan Taylor back badly. Yeah, I just, I'm not Anthony sure. Anthony Richardson, though, is the real deal. That guy's awesome. Oh, yeah, he's very good. Uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Yeah. <sighs> I lost on I'm this not game. so sure Derek Carr should have played. He looked bad. Yeah, he did. And there's been some teams that have looked pretty decent against Tampa. You're at home. It's not. It's not the best defense in the world, man. He should look better. I, I don't. I don't know if he was 100 percent ready to go. They put. They didn't put Jameis in. Eventually, he threw one ball, and it ended up as an interception. Um, yeah, the the offense was rough. Alvin Kamara had 11, or excuse me, Alvin Kamara had 14 targets. He only failed to catch one of them. He had 13 catches for 33 yards. I'm not sure if you could do that if you're trying. That is <laughs> I don't amazing, even know. That is an amazing stat line. Uh, I mean, hat tip to Baker. He looked pretty decent. He did throw. The, he did throw the one pick. He only took one sack. It wasn't under a ton of pressure today. They, you know, without a competent offense, the, the Saints defense kind of cracked. And it didn't look nearly as good today. Just constant. I'd love to see what the time of possession was because it didn't. It didn't feel like the Saints had the ball for very long. It, it was, was only. Crazy. It was only I mean, slightly. Even, yeah, it was only slightly in favor of Tampa. The bigger disparity, Andy, was total yards. <clears throat> Three fifty-three. Yeah, One ninety-seven. One ninety-seven for the Saints. The Saints offense is pretty fucking terrible. And yeah, it's in hell. Right some now. of it, and like. 
here's the here's the real what is happening part of this it's got to be the coaching and the scheme it's got to be you have you have really you have a really really good set of receivers and yeah 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 album kamar back to the mix and i don't know if you were following this game andy but the bucks lost another uh secondary piece in this game Mm -hmm. like another guy like went out and like they were down to like cb6 didn't matter like it did not change the saints vision in terms of how they were trying to attack. Um, and I don't understand exactly why these guys are just broken and stupid. Like it doesn't really, I don't get it. Um, the saints were, I, I'm, I'm bent out of shape cause I bet the saints and I felt like for so much of this game, I was like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, I was I was close on them. I I just I missed the number, which I guess saved my ass in this. But yeah, they lost to safety to a concussion early in the game. Evans uh, Evans ended up tweaking a hamstring. I guess it's not super bad, but he he was out for part of the game. The Saints had the Saints lost an offensive lineman for a bit too. Uh, Pete Pete was uh, evaluated for concussions, so some decent injuries. But yeah, the, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers joined the other three and one teams, such as. Buffalo and Baltimore, and they do lead that division now. So weird. It's gonna be weird if we get uh, if we get Baker hosting. I mean, three game. wins in the NFC South right now feels like running away. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I know. Well, and, and, you know, know the Falcons and Saints two, are two and two, but they're, you've, they're two now you've two. got a tiebreaker over the Saints, and yeah, yes, it's essentially a two-game lead at that point. I mean, Bucks Falcons. I would probably, if you gave me Bucks Falcons, pick them at a neutral. Probably betting Baker in that spot. Defense be damned. They're they're not missing enough pieces to not harass Ritter a little bit. But yeah, that wasn't a very entertaining game whatsoever. Bad game. I guess unless you live in Tampa, you're probably enjoying it. Three and one, baby. Yeah. Speaking Um, of uh, entertaining games, Washington Philly was amazing. Uh, You thought that Philly was going to run away with this one, so and I was pro commies. You, yeah, tell I, me. I you tell, up, tell me. Tell me what happened. What what happened? I ended up teasing this. Obviously, regretted it. It still got home. Um, we should probably take Sirianni's sharp card for calling that touchdown, that corner, like that little go route to the corner. With the uh, yeah. Like that was that was <laughs> infuriating. Like I was uh, so mad about that. And what? then on top, I, I'm pissed. And then I yeah. see the taunting, and I'm like, mother. Now they're gonna have a field position. Um, no, and truthfully, it's uh, it's everything I said about Howell. Howell had looked good preseason. Howell had looked good in some early, you know, spots. When he was under constant duress, he looked like absolute garbage. You know, yeah, uh, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. This is you know, this is the Howell that you're gonna get if you if he's not super rattled and he's able to throw. You know, he's able to throw with some confidence. He made some really nice throws. Yeah, he made some nice throws. We've always said this. We said this from the get-go way back in preseason. We said they have pieces on this offense that work. If Howell is good, and Nancy, yeah, I was – Ron, your car has been revoked, big boy. So, for, for my – yeah, for my teaser, for my the purposes of my teaser, I was like – I know they're just going to kick this because he hasn't been riverboat rod in five years, but for sure. I mean, everybody said it. He should have gone for two. You're a, you were a 10 point dog. I, I'm not sure. how. Oh, many- I don't even know how much win probably they lost there, but you had a 40% chance of converting a two point. They, yeah. You certainly weren't fit. You were probably weren't 50, 50 in overtime. So I would know you absolutely were not. Um, I do need to mention before we get too deep into this today's, broadcast show podcast brought to you by our friends at Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. That's where you're gonna get your tickets for week. What week are we going up on here? Five? Week five. We're a quarter of the way through the season. First quarter's over, Andy. We got there's some teams on by next week. There's some teams on by next week. They are on by, but uh yeah Ticketmaster Gives you the flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets if you're, oh, I don't know, a Panthers fan that no longer wants to go to watch this team anymore. Uh, mobile tickets make it easy to get in on game day. You can even customize your app. I feel like if you're selling your Panthers com. tickets, you're selling low. 
Yeah, you're, you're selling you're the bottom. If, <laughs> you, you, if you had season <laughs> Panthers tickets and you were going to sell them on Ticketmaster, you, you are should, essentially yeah. Ryan Poles trying to move <laughs> Chase Claypool for like a fifth rounder now. You have not that that story killed me today. I can't we forgot killed, about that. That killed me. Killed me today. Uh, yeah, honestly, so I, there's I'm a shopping Claypool for a fifth you, or you sixth. Know what's better? You know what's better than a player who doesn't want to be on your team? <laughs> an, extra, an extra punt in the fifth round. Honestly, it is. Like 100% you, you trade him and get a pick. That's fine. Do it. Do it. Get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, you might as well just cut him because he's. All not right. What team? Yeah. You're not getting a fifth or sixth. Um, we got oh, uh, since the Tenny, uh, weirdest game of the morning. Uh, I, had, I didn't I had, really feel. I, I, okay. So. I bet the I under here. Tennessee when I passed this, I couldn't. I do bet it. the under here, so and there was a little bit of marker resistance at around forty-one all week, and I was a little nervous about this game because I was like, "Man, like, no injury designation for Burrow. Like, oh boy, like, is Cincinnati finally gonna fucking take the top off? Like, oh no, they were completely ineffectual in every aspect of the game. Um, three points, I think, flattered them." Like, honestly, Cincinnati was useless in this game. Uh, the 27 points for the um, Tennessee Titans actually felt lower than they should have had. Like, this they had felt like yards. This was, yeah, this, this was this, my take from last. Um, yeah. That was that was my my pushback a little on uh, you know we were going back and forth with someone about whether the Saints defense was any good, and someone shit on Tennessee, and I said I hit my sneaky take is Tennessee's offense isn't terrible. They're not like Tannehill's not a bad quarterback, and they have like two or three good receivers if they're all healthy. Yeah. Um, obviously, like you said, we probably should have seen more points out of this. They got 400 yards. Yeah. They Um, should have scored into the 30s. And and it can't be fun to be Chase. Uh, Higgins, that injury looked like he might miss a little bit of time now. And then obviously, Burrow is still not 100%. So it is a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Yeah. Um, uh, no uh no real time for them to get right though uh you're one and three now and um you have already lost to the ravens two divisional Um, games browns and ravens you're at the cardinals next week who have been playing pretty hard and then you're home for the seahawks and then you have a bye week so the best case scenario is you're probably taking a three and three into the bye week um, but things look absolutely broken there. And what if what if the Texans just keep getting better as they get healthier? Because then there's a stretch where you go at Niners, Bills, Texans, Ravens. They better, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. CJ Stroud is a it's a mirage. Yeah, not a lot to say on that other than Cincinnati is just not showing up right now with a an injured quarterback and in Tennessee, despite the you know probably. Not having a very good defense, this was a good matchup for them, and the offense looked good. Yeah, we agree. Uh, uh, Tennessee was way, way, way friskier than I expected, uh, and that, yeah, that under was a, a weird. Sweat. I really thought it was gonna see. I almost bet. I almost bet Tennessee couldn't quite do it. That would have been um, the under was the under was moving, and you know what's quite, funny? Couldn't like, make sense of the up and down movement on the under, but I really yeah. expected like a fourteen to ten game that you were gonna sweat all day. So uh, just like 10,000-foot view, you know what the morning games kind of had a, a vibe today? And it was like uh, like the contrarian better probably fucking crushed. Yeah. Like Steelers shouldn't – like yeah, And then Steelers, they gave a bunch of it back in the afternoon. Yeah, they did, yeah. Steelers shouldn't have been laying points on the road. You know, the, Chicago, you know, there was – there, there were like ten things that the contrarian better probably was was pretty excited about betting this morning. Actually, I will say though that New Orleans got bet pretty aggressively by the sharper folks. That went out to five at circa, and New Orleans was definitely the wrong side. Um, yeah, maybe the they got a little just, bit unlucky, but offense just maybe they thought they were getting Jameis for a full game because that offense maybe. was very stuck was, in mud. It was quite bad. Um. um Vegas Chargers Chargers cover, although it was one of the most uncomfortable covers I can remember. Um, Tons of questions about what you're going to get from Herbert after the bye. Uh, He broke his finger. He didn't look right. What do you think? 
Yeah, we, we talked about this off air right before we got on. Could not believe that, like, the go on fourth down is the right call. You go for that fourth down, you win your game. You weren't quite going to be able to win it with that one. I think you needed one more first down, but I love that call. The play call to use the guy with the, the broken hand. Didn't love that. <laughs> didn't, didn't love that in the, in the you know, as your, as your first call there. But, yeah, the – the offense, you know, it was always going to struggle with Williams out. Palmer stepped in, had some nice catches, but at the same time, this is, uh, you know, this is still going to be taking a step back if you don't have Mike Williams as your deep threat. And, uh, you know, Eckler is still not back, even though, boy, there were some Instagram posts and Twitter posts that we really thought, like, he was, like, at the game dressed and ready to go. I don't know what the hell that was all about. Um the buy for them this week is huge. If it's just like a dislocated finger or something that can heal, if that thing's broken, that's worse, I suppose. But it's still, it's not throwing hand. Yeah, getting Derwin James back, getting uh, a healthy. Um, uh, oh, oh, yeah, they they need they need time to get right. Um, well, the really good timing for their buy, honestly, between Derwin James, yeah. uh, Parham screwed up his wrist during the game. They had yeah. another player on you and Khalil Mack had a hell of a day six sacks one short of the record that's uh is that I mean, some of that is just being I thought I was days. like I I watched that game pretty closely and I thought they made like a, that was a graphical error no, I, I I wasn't <laughs> watching like, the game it's like wait he a, like I, does that mean like the Chargers have six like I, oh, I and I even then the and even then I was like I don't think the Chargers have six do they I saw the tweet, Drew, that said he had six. That was I don't watch games if I've been under in them. I just can't do it with my condition, you know. Um, so I, I had to go look. And I'm like, holy shit. Because I thought the same thing. It's like, oh, he has six sacks in the year. Yeah. Like, that's very good. That's, no, that's he good had job. zero sacks on the year, six in the game. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it was correct, technically. Yeah. we, we I, Just watching the game, it didn't – it felt like a bunch of it was cleanup stuff. Um, uh, New England – Showed up to Dallas? Question mark? Exclamation point. Um, that was a pretty rough hang. Not even not even that Dallas was that great at times. It just uh they were certainly good enough to beat what we saw from Mac Jones. Mac Jones was pretty rough. He had a bad day. They even pulled him later in the game. They didn't get anything going on the ground. Stevenson and Elliott were bad. Um just a really, really poor offensive showing. Dallas's defense, I guess, finally had a time. The Diggs injury happened later in the week. You know, it's not like they had all week to kind of sort out how they were going to do the offense, or excuse me, the defense, making the adjustment with, you know, moving your CB2 to CB1 and then everything. It's a domino effect for all your coverages. And they really showed, you know, what a problem that is late in the week, I guess. But, yeah, they – the Dallas defense looked really good. If you're slow on offense, Dallas is going to kill you. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the pressure, the the run stops. Everything looks good. Yeah, I agree. Um, God, well, yeah, this was a disastrous game for New England. I think that was basically, that's basically their season. Um, and you know what it was? It was also Mike McCarthy's uh, ability to evade some hot seat uh, with this performance, I think. You want to hear something fucked up? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when we talked on the end of the Wednesday pod, and I made the, you know, I made the bet, and I said I'm betting him uh, first coach fired. I accidentally did not. I bet, no. him, I bet him coach of the year instead. Oh no! Which, which, you know, it's like, oh good, well he won a game. Like that first coach fire was bad bet. Well, so coach of the year is in winning too. It's, like, <laughs> no. it's a horse apiece. It doesn't matter. Both are losers. So um, it's just a funny ticket I have, I guess. You know. It's worth noting that the Patriots turned the ball over three times and they failed to convert on two fourth downs. Yeah. Uh, the two of the turnovers went four touchdowns <laughs> directly uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, this got out of hand before it really ever was a game. Um, Mac Jones and company are going to face a ton of scrutiny this week. And the Patriots uh, took money. That got bet down from seven to six. The Patriots did uh, take money. And you know what else? The Patriots have, uh, you know, there's no no relief in sight for this team. Oh, it's, a, it's not a great schedule. Saints Raiders next week. 
and the week following, and then you got Bills, Dolphins, Commies, Colts into the bye. Um, Patriots probably aren't winning more than five games. Yeah, uh, they need to sort out a, a quarterback. I don't think Mac is long term, and obviously Bailey Zappi isn't going to be great either. Yeah, no, no. And yes, congrats to the deep dive DGens Discord. Some of you had some massive numbers on. Don't know his first name, Loopkey, to score a touchdown anytime because uh, I don't I don't even remember who exactly originated the thought, but it was Dallas. You know, it's we talked about it on the pod. They don't have Elliott anymore, and Pollard isn't a bruiser inside when things get tight in the red zone. And uh, these guys solved it. Said, "Well, this is your short yardage guy, maybe." And his number was huge. Hunter, uh, like, yeah. anytime, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter Lipke. Lipke. Um, RC Montgomery, the GOAT. We'll give him credit for that one. So that was a fun, it was fun to see him in the game close to the goal line late. Uh, the only other game on the docket was Arizona San Francisco, yeah. where Arizona deserved a better fate. But at the same time, what are you going to do? It's the goddamn Niners. Christian McCaffrey is the best player in the league, probably. Like he's just an unstoppable force with the ball in his hands, and even having a a squirrely quarterback like Josh Dobbs, it's not going to be enough against a team like this. It probably felt bad if you had the best of the number, if you got the fourteen and a halfs, the fourteens that were out there, you know, various times early in the market, and you had to have put up with that late touchdown. Because yeah. uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was like truly the right side but there was times where it's like no you know, the Niners, four, Niners 14 sh- maybe shouldn't cover this huge number yeah 14 was the right was the correct number <clears throat> there was no right side in that game yeah i'm glad i didn't bet this game um i did watch it though total yards 395 for the niners to 362 for the cardinals whoa <laughs> i'm gonna dig into this a little more Carefully, Nine, uh, Cardinals were two of three on fourth down, did not turn the ball over. Cardinals might be better than we realize. Um, the Niners are as good as we realize, and uh, yeah. they're probably going to be our last undefeated team because uh, they are taking on the Cowboys this week, and then uh, they have a relatively easy handful of games after that. Um, Andy, um, Tyreek, yeah, Tyreek didn't no, have the I, best day. JJ, JJ had a good day, plus two touchdowns. But yeah, Christian McCaffrey should open as the favorite for OPOI. Like he should, and he should probably be up there in the top five for MVP when that opens too. Are you, uh, are you ready for? I guess here's the question: Is do you think McCaffrey deserves the credit for being the best player on the <sighs> offense, or is this? The beginning of Brocktober. Is, is today Brocktober first? It is Brocktober first. Uh, I don't know how much how much you're gonna view like credit per se when a guy just has. I mean, let's see. Have like how many receiving touchdowns does he have now to add on? He has six rushing touchdowns already. He's scored like, and that's going to be a narrative too. If if this streak keeps going and it's like November and he scored a touchdown in like 20 straight games, that's going to be something that's just going to be, you know, brought up ad nauseum. So, I mean, the fact that he has, yeah, he has 2023, he has how many touchdowns? He doesn't have a receiving touchdown. So, yeah, he, well, he does now. So he has seven touchdowns at this point. I mean, place that out. If he has a twenty touchdown season and like a thousand, a thousand, what are you gonna do? Not give him offensive player of the year? Like Tyreek would have to have a two thousand yard season. He should be favored, and I don't think you can give Brock credit. Brock's fine. Brock's a he's a sprocket. He's a cog in the machine, man. Nobody's that excited about Brock. Christian McCaffrey's a god. Yeah, I mean, Brocktober is gonna be intense, man. Um, they actually have Dallas at home. Then they got back to back at Browns at Vikings and so they got the bang- that Dallas Bengals game. at home. Yeah. So you got some live teams. Uh if you win these games, like the market's gonna be absolutely out of control on the Niners if they're eight now at that point. These are good teams. 
Oh, the next two, especially on. Cowboys and Browns. So the market went against uh, against you a little on Monday. You brought that up. Yeah, well. I, it's kind of stuck there though. It's just it's it hasn't moved a ton off of Seattle minus one and a half. Any thoughts on that one? Uh, I, I mean, I made, I made my, Seattle here's... a slight favorite, and I missed the numbers. So I'm done. Here's my. Here, you want some of my thoughts? Yeah. Market went against me in a bunch of fucking games this week, Andy, and it didn't matter at all. So. No, I don't really care. <laughs> that doesn't correlate to the, to the <laughs> Monday game, though. Um, we'll just I, talk about the situational spot because it's not great for season. No, this is bad. I mean, it's it's just like you know, Giants got a bunch of rest coming into this one. I thought we were going to get Andrew Thomas. Turns out apparently he's wor- more seriously hurt than yeah. I just realized. Um, but really, like this is just a matchup of Giants have interior pass rush. Seattle's dealing with some injuries to their interior O-line. If you can get interior pressure on Geno Smith, you can turn him into a, a, a clown. Uh, and I think uh, Giants, with extra time to prepare, are going to have a little, you know, some wrinkles to really test what I think is a bad defense in Seattle. So uh, we'll see. I bet the Giants, the market disagrees vehemently. Um, you should just been for what it is. I mean, it, it's not like it's a huge win probability move from like one to one. So it, it wasn't like some massive move. I mean, I think there's the number people disagreed that Seattle should be a dog, but not enough to like move it out to two or anything. So I'm, I'm fine with this. I made this like Seattle minus one. I didn't bet it because of the situational shit. It's not great. It's not a good spot for them. And as Drew brought up the, like it just might be a bad day for Gino. If that pass rush is getting home up the middle, it doesn't matter if they're a slightly better team than the Giants. That's just that ruins the entire game plan and the Giants win the game. So I'll probably be cheering for the Giants with you in this one. And yeah, Thomas, hopefully he can get back sooner than later so they can fight for a wild card. Uh I don't know. Do you want to pull up the board quick? You have any thoughts? Did you look at look ads at all? A little bit. Um I mostly was just dialed in on what's Dallas San Francisco going to open at. And it opened at three and a half, which is yeah. pretty amazing. Um, I mean, they're daring you to take Dallas in this one. What do you think? Let me look at my, uh, what was, what was look ahead there? Uh, five, it was three. Five. It was three. Five. So yeah, I had three or three and a half for the look ahead. I make it 4.1 which isn't huge off. Okay. I haven't done any work with it. You know, I'm, I'm probably fine with that price. Most I, of I, the, I, um, it's one, it's one I probably won't bet. And I'm going to watch the shit out of it, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, the interesting games are like, do you have the cojones to take the Jags against the bills? I'm going to ask myself that 10 times this week before ultimately betting the Jags. Um, do you have the Cones to take Houston's as dogs against Atlanta? I don't know what why. Did they, what did that Bills uh, game open at? Five and a uh, half. Five right? and a half, yeah. So that's um, up a little. That was four and a half. Yeah. I think uh, Houston's interesting against Atlanta. Obviously, that's a weird one because you're buying a little bit of Houston at the top if you bet Houston, but boy, oh boy, Atlanta coming off of that miserable well, that's not a great uh, travel spot either. And no, it's a bad, it's a terrible. They're at a travel disadvantage at home, which is rare. Um, the uh, there. Baltimore Pittsburgh is interesting. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, Baltimore Pittsburgh is interesting. That one goes one way. Baltimore, in my opinion, because I think Kenny Pickett probably will not play. Um, yeah, that's not up at some places. Yeah, because of the which finger. Yeah. I'm not sure it's a huge drop off to Trubisky though. Cincinnati, Arizona is just a down to four and a half. Wow. Mahomes has some time there. I think he can run 22 yards. Oh my God, he's going to run 30. (laughs) Classic. Classic (laughs) Mahomes. Illegal contact. They left. I mean, I didn't see another guy in the frame for quite a while there, Patrick. That was a long run. Um, yeah, my, my biggest quandary here is going to be figuring out the Denver Jets number, which maybe I just don't, 
I mean, that's just a game I don't bet. Cincinnati, Arizona is terribly interesting. That was one where Cincinnati on the look ahead was like a seven Eight. and a half point favorite. Down and now four. it's four, four and a half. Wow. I mean, obviously that's a huge difference. And you know, there's almost a there's almost an argument to take Cincinnati, but Philly Rams I, is I'm a not tough doing one it. too, man. If the Rams are gonna play that well in the worst spot on their calendar. And now they're home against Philly. Like Rams, I don't know, deserve to be that big of a dog. That should probably be three. Well, and Rams definitely have some soft spot. Or excuse me, as much as I like Philly and have bet on them a couple weeks in a row, they definitely have some soft spots in that secondary that you take advantage of. And if the Rams are going to be playing like they are offensively, that, that number's probably – well, I, I'm seeing that's not up right now. I'm wondering why on that. I'm just looking at Bookmaker. Yeah, Patriots Saints is a game I don't want to watch. Patriots nope. are favored after that performance. Good for them. <sighs> I think Rams probably got to get New Orleans before you get confirmation that that's a healthy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not seeing this up at a couple places. Was there uh, Stafford was dinged up, but he said he's fine, which I guess is still lying season. Oh yeah, maybe he's maybe he's not fine. I think he was. I mean, I thought it was pretty apparent he was just going to be good to go next week. He, That's the only thing I can see he, that there would be. He, an issue he was he was razor sharp in OT. Razor yeah, I, I don't know why they wouldn't. I didn't see any massive injuries for the Eagles. Um, maybe it's a cup thing. They don't know if Cup's going to be activated. Could it be? left tackle? Left tackle was hurt. Oh, or inactive. Alaric Jackson at that point. I don't know, man. Played this last week. No oh. clue. I, somebody did play the over. Stafford, yeah, Stafford questions could be the only thing I could think of. This uh, this game is a fucking mess. This man. game is kind of a slog at this point. It's pretty awful. Yeah, and basically everything we decided on at halftime was rough. Yeah, this is there's been a lot of penalties. I guess that was holding. You got to call that. All right. I don't know. Unless you have anything else on week four, or excuse me, week five. Not early. Dallas, the Dallas game is going to be a banger. Every week we are going to be I guess, uh, a banger. You think Jimmy comes back for Green Bay? I mean, I guess Green Bay. Probably, right? I don't know. The, the fact that he was practicing and that, you know, like, hey, he's practicing, he might play kind of stuff that, uh, it's just that you know they they haven't let people come back that early, you know, yeah. where it's been. If you've gotten a concussion and you're in the protocol on Monday, you just don't get to play that week. It seems right. like this year, right. but a lot of those guys are just right away on Monday. All right, he's gonna be. If we practice today, he would have been a full go by Wednesday. We're like he's practicing Thursday. He's cleared the protocol. He's going. I think Jimmy goes because it, it seemed like it wasn't a bad one. Yeah, and then the I should mention I forgot to bring this up too with some of the games next week. The Thursday game, dude. What the fuck's going on, moms? That was a holding call, I guess. I don't know. Was yeah, it? the, the I apologize that it's that was a, a pretty week call. So this game was supposed to have Aaron Rodgers in it, so I understand what we're doing with this. But the Thursday early Thursday night games in the year continue to just be clunkers because it is bears comedies that's how it'll look good but uh for that one our profit exchange prop i've liked these head-to-heads with uh guys who are lined near each other uh and actually because people have been betting into them they're actually getting some nice liquidity so justin fields james robinson brian robinson totally different yeah, James Robinson's out James, of the league, I think. He's out of the league. Brian Robinson, Justin Fields, rushing yards head-to-head on profit exchange. You can uh, get in on that dude, liquidity. Brian Robinson is a fucking truck. That dude has... Remember, is, remember that he dude got is, shot and then he just played like four weeks later? That dude has, so that dude has a lower half of the body that... That's... He's legit. got dumps like a truck, truck, truck. He's got dumps like a truck. Five's like what? 
Baptized like what? Exactly. All night long. Ooh. My goodness. Let's call it a day. Let's call it a podcast. Let's watch the last four minutes of this slog and <sighs> get some sleep. We'll be back half time tomorrow. Hang out for a bit. Sounds good. Cool. Is is Taylor still at the game? Did she even, Do we have she proof? Leave? Do we have proof? Is she there? She was there. Uh, Donna. There with Taylor.